Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of Simply Amazing. I'm Tim Ryder from the Apple. Taryn is back. What's happening, man? Another much. Uh, another series win. The uh, the Mets have played 21 series now. They've got 15 series wins, only three losses. Right. Split a couple others and, and moving right along. And, you know, it seems like uh, there's been bumps in the road. Certainly well publicized, you know, spats with injuries uh, whether it be slumps, you know, whether it be fingers getting stuck indoors or just natural wear and tear. And now McNeil on, uh, on Monday, he had, he pulled up lame. He came out early, you know, guys fall off, guys pick each other up and, you know, I guess the cycle repeats itself, but, uh, yeah, all, all in all, I mean, especially this series, the starting pitching, which of course has been a huge, uh, point of, consternation as far as trying to make pieces fit you know i just put it up on twitter starters allowed seven earned runs over 24 and two-thirds in this series against the marlins 2.55 earned run average 32 strikeouts seven walks that's always going to play absolutely and i actually have to correct myself this is this is their 16th series win hey all right it's even better but uh today on the broadcast gary cohen had a great stat which uh it was really stunning to hear he said uh so the mets now are up six games as of right now uh, over atlanta they'll play tonight against san francisco they're opening a series with them uh so the mets as of today have spent more time at least five games ahead of the second place team in the division this season than they have in the previous 14 seasons combined that makes sense. So yeah. that, that cuts, that's 2009 to current? No, that's 2007 to current, uh, 2008 to current. 14 years, you said? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I guess there's, there's a little mathematical finagling there because they fell out of first place before Randolph got fired. Oh, Randolph got fired in 07, right? No, 08. That was 08. And they never got back into first. So that's probably from, yeah, I guess the beginning of 08. That's, that's a wild stat. Yeah. And, and it really speaks to how well the team has played this year. And, and I think that that's part of the reason why I know that there was a lot of stress within the fan base. Uh, You know, you see Atlanta win 14 in a row. Philly also won something like 10 in a row. Um, That that created a little bit of stress uh, and, and panic feeling that it might be exactly like last year, but I really don't think that that's fair to say this team has been so solid all year and so consistent in a way that we really haven't seen a Mets team be uh, probably since that, that Oh six club. Oh yeah. And I think, you know, I know I, I mentioned it real briefly on Twitter this weekend. There's really not a, a short 
out in the Mets lineup on on most days. I mean, if they're playing the quote unquote you know B team, maybe you know Nick Plummer's been struggling. You have guys who are struggling, but you know even if Tomas Nito's coming up to the plate with a guy in runners and scoring with uh, a guy in you know in scoring position, that's going to um you know there's still confidence that that he's going to be able to 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 get the job done. I mean. It's just been so long since you could look, well, up until this year is one through eight, but now one through nine and be like, you know, where's the weak spot? It's, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. And it's a shame that McNeil went down on Thursday and you have to hope that that's not serious. I think it was his right hamstring. Um, he's been on fire. I think over the last two weeks, it's like 395. This is including today, 395, 469, 558. That's, um, it's everything that must lead him to be in more. I know some people are crawling for him to be higher up in the lineup. I don't necessarily see that as necessary. I kind of think he fits well down at the bottom just to keep things moving. Um, do you see the, the upside in, in, in moving him up towards the, the top third or even into that? I believe he was at sixth on a, hitting sixth on, on Monday, possibly seventh. Well, I think that we've seen him be productive almost everywhere that Buck has been able to put him in the lineup. I like having him towards the back end because then you know that there's not going to really be some inning where nothing is happening. Also, uh, getting him in the back end also uh, allows him to set the table for the top of the the lineup. So um, I think he's been excellent. And really what has stood out to me is his ability to drive these runs in. Um, he's been so good with runners on base. And that's just been massive. Another stat that we heard today during the broadcast, um, through 69 games, nice, this year, uh, the Mets have already had more sacrifice hits than they did all of last year. Um, and, and I think that that really just speaks to uh, grinding out these runs, you know, even though, you know, bases loaded, no outs in the first inning today, you only end up getting that one, but at least they get one. And then in subsequent innings, they had multiple sacrifice flies that got it to three and then, uh, and you get it to four. Um, and then Escobar comes through, uh, and breaks that cold streak that he's been on with the two run single. So, um, this team, like you said, they're deep and they put together these professional at bats, which has made it uh, made them a tough out. And, and it also is the reason why the Mets weren't shut out until they went on that West Coast trip. Um, but for two months of the season, two plus months of the season, they weren't shut out. So um, this team is really strong offensively. I, I think our bigger concern was how were Cookie, uh, Taiwan Walker, Bassett, uh, Peterson, Williams, how were they going to be able to hold up the uh, rotation when um, McGill and Scherzer went down and obviously Jake hasn't pitched and we've seen them be tremendous as a whole. Oh, as a whole individually. I mean, even when the Mets need a win and it falls on, you know, the, the, the Carrasco, Ty Walker, Chris Bassett trio, or even on Peterson, he's been terrific. Um, you know, you can kind of almost count on it that, you know, you're going to get what you what you need from these guys. I mean, just to kind of break off from what I said earlier, the numbers, if you just take Cookie, Walker and Bassett in this series, 19 and a third, 26 strikeouts and five walks. I mean, you know, and Bassett 
obviously wanted to stay in uh, and clean up his mess on what was that Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Mm -hmm. Sunday. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, Bucks, I guess every manager isn't always going to make the, the right call and, and, and not to even second guess it. I think that either whichever way he went had merits, but you know, Bassett really wanted that. And I'm sure he, he, I'm sure everyone would probably want the decision back just to see which way he could go with it. I mean, if he's going to take three runs, you might as well let him take them. But um, yeah, I, I mean, the, the momentum never really wavers even when there's a, a tough loss or a, you know, one that got away, whatever the case may be, these guys picked themselves back up. They were, you know, Nimmo, he keeps on hitting left-handers. He came out raking on, on Monday. Um, who, and he has been pretty much. I mean, we've said it, we say it every episode, guys fall off, other guys pick up, you know, Lindor, he found a brief hot streak after breaking his finger and really fall into a slump. It seems like he's kind of getting back into the swing of things. He had another base hit today at a really nice series. It, it's just, you know, the, the wheel keeps turning and these guys keep doing their thing. It's really impressive. I was looking at this team's, they, they lead the majors in batting average on balls and play Babbitt. They were up over 310 last I checked, but they were leading the majors. But the thing is with, with Babbitt, and I'm sure you can chime in on this, the unsustainability of a Babbitt is usually has to do with, um, you know, really, really solid, high, solid contact, um, high exit velocities. And, and that's eventually going to even out the Mets, of course, are doing this, you know, towards the bottom of the league in, in exit velocity. They're just kind of putting the ball in play and, and letting things play out as they will. Um, do you think it offers some sort of sustainability to that high BABIP, to the league leading BABIP, however you want to look at it? And also, do you think it kind of plays into the not necessarily small ball, but just traditional baseball aspect of moving the runner along? Um, if guys are going to shift you, you hit them where they ain't. You know, if there's a runner on second, you put it to the right side, move them to third, like whatever the case may be. It's kind of like all these things kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. And, and I think that they play really fundamental baseball. And I, I think that that's why it's so aesthetically pleasing. Um, it is. And you really couldn't expect saying that a couple, I couldn't have said, I couldn't have expected this a couple of years ago. Like, Oh wow. Nice bunt. A couple of years ago. We're like, Oh God, another bunt. It's just, um, it's a, it's a pleasant surprise. Well, yeah. I mean, if there's a system to it, right. Like, and it's also about trusting the guys one through nine and we've already talked about that, but um, yeah, I think that that, um, that it's perfectly sustainable. I, I think it's more sustainable than uh, just hitting a ton of home runs. I mean, um, in 2019, that the Twins team that won 103 games, they hit so many home runs. They set the record for home runs, and obviously the ball was juiced and all of that stuff. But, um, you know, they lost three games to the Yankees, and then their season was over. So, uh, I think that there is something to being able to to grind out a game and making pitchers work. And the Mets do that better than almost anybody. Um, and even on uh, on Sunday, uh, Sandy Alcantara was fantastic again. It seems like he has a great outing every time he faces the Mets. Dude, his change-ups change right up there with Luis Castillo is one of my favorite pitches in baseball. Yeah, he's nasty. And um, I, I think – he had worked very efficiently. He was at like 70 pitches through maybe six 
And then uh, and, and the Mets started to, to grind him down a little bit again. I mean, they didn't end up scoring enough runs to win the game, but uh, they, they did eventually chase him. So, um, yeah, I, I think that this team has a, a lot of strengths, and that is, is one of them. And I wanted to jump back to something that you said about the momentum not stopping. So today, I think now the Mets are 20 and three following a loss. <laughs> which is an unbelievable stat. Um, and they and, still haven't lost three in a row, right? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. No. Um, yeah, because it was too – yeah, but uh, they are they, just such a, a mentally tough team, and I, I think uh, you were talking about Lindor. He, he kind of signifies that for the bunch, and he had a great series. Uh, obviously – that narrative of his mom being able to be in town. She had had a head injury in 2020, hasn't been able to see him play in New York. Uh, she got to see him play in Florida last year when he was uh, on the Mets, but not in New York. So he has back-to-back days with home runs, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's so much resilience and and belief and want to in the clubhouse. And uh, it, yeah, there's just... Uh, do you think we're the the overwhelmingly positive podcast? Are we like too positive? Um, I, I've always been a little too positive. I've taken a bunch of heat for being, you know, blindly optimistic, you know, case in point last year. I'm still waiting for that team to 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 reinforce themselves and make a push toward that. <laughs> I swear I am. Um but yeah, no, I think cautious optimism. I'm still kind of slack jawed. I don't really believe that this is um this is all happening. Like, you know, we've, we've been waiting for a powerhouse. You know, strike that. We've been waiting for a, cont- a contender for a very long time. 2015 was great, but, you know, that team had no business being where they, where they ended up. You know, that was magic in a bottle. We've been waiting for this sort of team, you know, if you're of a certain age, since 1986. And I think that was dominant. And this team is, I think, two games off of that pace, that that. 667 winning percentage pace. I mean, everything's just breaking the Mets way. And even when it doesn't break their way, it still happens to work out the, you know, it it works out. It's just, it's uncanny at this point. And, um, you know, I I think the, (laughs) the weather beaten Mets fan, um, I think a lot of us are still kind of waiting for another shoe to drop. And I think when McNeil pulled up lame and came out, you know, every time something like this happens, it's just like a, it's a collective gasp and then it all works out. It's just, it's almost like not being a Mets fan. This is bizarro world. Yeah. I, I think I've said it all year, but if you're not happy right now, I don't think that you're capable of it because uh, this team is doing special things. It is a long season. You can't just look at the end result and say, Oh, it, it was a failure. It was a success. It is what it is in the moment over 162. Like that matters. Division titles matter. If the Mets make the playoffs this year, it'll be only the 10th time in franchise history. Like that should matter to people. Um, And winning the division matters. Winning the pennant matters. Making these deep playoff runs matter. Like even though uh, the, I think the, the Dodgers have won world series, right? Since 1988, even though they've had this, phenomenal run winning the division every single year almost yeah. uh winning 106 games last year but uh they've got the one title in the shortened season but 
would any of us say that that is a failure? Like, wouldn't it be fun to be a Dodgers fan and say every single year we expect them to be in October and it's just a matter of like, how far are they going to be able to go? Who gets hot? We could be that. Yeah. The Cohen era could be that for the Mets. And so it's not determined just about what happens at the end of the season. Like all of this is fun. If you watch this every single day, like we do, it's fun to watch winning baseball. And it's especially more fun to watch it, watch them work to, to make it happen. It's not just one swing of the bat all the time. It's stringing these hits together, moving the guys over, just making smart plays. You saw today, uh, I think something that illustrated the difference between how the Mets uh, play winning baseball and how the Marlins have been playing. The Marlins gave up runs, uh, making the wrong throw, uh, allowing runners to get to second and third, the pitch cover uh, home plate on, uh, on a wild pitch. Uh, and, and then they made another bad throw, which allowed the runner to get over to third. And that was eventually another sack uh, hit. So, that, those are the things that matters, especially in October. If you're going to be playing close baseball games, the fact that they've done it all season or they have to this point through 69 games, that they have uh, the wherewithal to continue doing it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they've got um, good baseball coming up. Again, we were going to get to see the Houston Astros twice, uh, four times in the next couple of weeks. This is a really quick trip for the Mets. They're going down to uh, Houston. They're going to um, play a, a night game and then a day game, and then they play Miami again, and then they come back in Houston again. So uh, <laughs> it, it should be a really exciting seven games we've got here. And then at the same time, Atlanta is going to be playing San Francisco for four games, and then they play LA for the, the Dodgers for four games, but those are all in uh, Atlanta. They, they haven't had the, the West coast swing that we just finished. So um yeah, I, I, I think that there is a, a lot to be excited about, and it'll be another big week, and hopefully the Mets can can uh, expand this lead back out a little bit. Six games really good at this point of the year. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, all things considered, you're losing, you know, your two top starting pitchers. Forget about their names for a second. Just losing your top two starting pitchers could be huge. That could, that could have been you know, in years past, that was the end of it for, for pretty much any Mets team. Oh, I go, forget about it. It's over now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just they just they just keep on fighting. We're going to take a real quick break. Come back. I want to talk about the bullpen, how that might the landscape of the bullpen might change in the next couple of weeks uh, and a couple of injury updates. And that'll all kind of tie things together. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. So real quick before we sign off, um, you know, everybody's kind of noticed. Well, of course, noticed. Um, We've seen Drew Smith really uh, take so many steps forward this year. He's become an integral part of the bullpen. Adam Adovino, a little shaky to to start the year. He's been terrific. Uh, Trevor May, of course, you know, pitching hurt early in the year. He's been on the I.L. He's eligible to come off on July 3rd, I believe. The bullpen's coming along. It it certainly hasn't been a strength of this team, but it's coming along. I know Gary Cohen mentioned it on the broadcast today, and Keith Hernandez, I don't know if that's going to fly with the player, but once the Mets have Max Scherzer back, who's starting in bingo, he has a rehab assignment in Binghamton on Tuesday, Uh, could be back in the rotation five days after that. Jacob DeGrom, I believe, is on the a similar progression. I, we could see him in rehab out, out adding soon. Uh, Trevor May, of course, he was pitching uh, on the city field outfield on Monday morning. We saw a clip of that from SNY. But with Tyler McGill and David Peterson potentially looking to get pushed out of the rotation, are you down with making this a a super? bullpen a super relief core and throwing just some incredible pitchers into that mix and you know sorry chase and shreve and 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 sorry you know yoan lopez but if you guys can't get the job done you know we got some very very big dogs that are you know really looking to get some innings and uh you know we've seen teams do it in the postseason the mets pushing mcgill or peterson out of the bullpen um while it might stunt their development to an extent if you ease them into that, that could be a, just a juggernaut of a group. Well, yeah, uh, Peterson particularly excites me in that role because he's shown the ability to come in and uh, and give you several innings in the middle of the game. Uh, he seems like the ideal kind of piggyback uh, option. With McGill, yeah. I think that that's just going to be a necessity at this point. Uh, if you think about what the timeline looks like, uh, so – he obviously went on the IL. He strained his shoulder. So uh, he's not going to pick up a baseball for four weeks. Uh, that puts us when at the end of July, at the earliest, he's going to pick up a baseball. Then he's got to, you know, start to throw again. He'll do the simulated games. He'll do the um, the bullpens. Maybe that takes another couple of weeks. That gets us at six weeks. Now you're in mid-August probably. Uh, and then to stretch him back out, if you want to get him back at the end of August, early September, I think it, it just is like he's going to be on kind of like a, a pitch count of 60 pitches maybe at, at max. Um, but think about him being able to like really open it up and, and and know that he doesn't have to save anything for later in the game. Uh, he hasn't necessarily gone very deep in a lot of games so far anyway, and, uh, and I'm not sure whether the shortened spring training has affected him, but this is the second time that he's gone down. Uh, with an injury in very short order. So I would really like to see him out of the bullpen as a guy that could give you three innings, go through the entire lineup one time, maybe start a, a second turnaround. That uh, 
to, to me makes the Mets so much more dynamic, especially once you get to October, like that, that's the kind of uh, weapons that you need to be able to, to come out. But um, yeah, we still need some help. I, I wanted to say about Ottavino uh, today, they said yet he's yet to give up an, an earned run in June, which is uh, really impressive. I, I didn't think that he had that in him uh, to be honest with you, because <laughs> I'm kind of hoping for it all year. I thought um, maybe at some point he would be a little bit more consistent, but um, yeah, he, he's been, uh, quietly excellent. So, uh, yeah, probably need one more arm. Wouldn't mind if it was from the left side either to give, uh, another option. I think that's another place that Peterson kind of comes in as being really valuable, but, uh, yeah, the Mets have uh, a couple of pieces that they can play with and hopefully they can just get healthy enough that, um, that Buck has all of those options. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you know, like, I think you were just saying, you know, if it comes down to it in October where, you know, you're in a, a pivotal game and whether it's in the division series, whether it's in, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, someone has a really bad outing. Someone's getting shelled one, two innings in. You can turn to a McGill. You can turn to a Peterson. It, you know, it's just, it's very, very exciting. Looking at Adam Adovino's numbers. So uh, this is since the beginning of May. I have 17 plus uh, 18 and two thirds innings. He's let up four earned runs. That's since May 1st. Yeah. And aren't three of those on the Castellanos home run in that, in that Philly game where uh plumber hit the home run. Oh, I have three. Hold on. Maybe those weren't all on him. He probably weren't all on him. That was one on him. I have it right here. Yeah. That was his oh, okay. ninth. No, he let up three on May 4th against Atlanta. And that's, you know, if you're going from that start on or from that outing on, he is at my goodness, 16 and two thirds, 16 strikeouts, five walks and one earned run. That's since May 8th. That's pretty unbelievable. That's impressive. That's, I mean, I think everybody pretty much wrote Adam Adovino off after I believe he went to the Yankees and he kind of, sputtered out there and regained his composure with the Red Sox. I hope I'm not messing up the timeline there, but <laughs> I believe that's, that was the, uh, the direction it went Colorado Yankees, Boston. Oh, I think so. I don't even know. I, you know what? I got it open right now. <laughs> hey, Colorado Yankees, Boston. All right. Not bad. Um, and you know, a lot of people wrote him off after, you know, he kind of imploded in the Bronx and, Boy, that slider, you know, as long as it's coming out of his hand like it should, that thing is going to play, man. But he starts, let's say to a right-hander, he's starting, you know, six inches off the black, but still over the plate. That thing's ending like 10, 12 inches off the plate. Forget about it. It's just, it's it's such a weapon. Um, Once you have a full bullpen around him, you know, even if May struggles coming back, the Mets have their setup man now and forget it. Diaz, he's just been, you know, lights out. This is probably the, I mean, not even probably, this is definitely the best we've ever seen him. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and consistently too, which, um, you know, I, I, I think as far as like being uh, beaten down, I, I feel uh, probably most nervous when he comes in, but it's also the game situation, I think. Yeah. But I mean, the confidence, I think that's been the key for Diaz. And now you see it. 
Now you see him going out there and he'll throw a guy three straight sliders and know that he's not touching it. If he has to, he'll go upstairs with the fastball. And he still has that, that horizontal movement on his four seam that it's like, it's almost against physics for it to move like that, but it does. And he's been able to harness it and man. Yeah. I mean, you could look into every nook and cranny of this team, whether it's the bullpen, the rotation, just find so much to be excited about. And then realize that with the front office and the green light from ownership, you know, they're going to reinforce this to a, just an incomprehensible level. Yeah, absolutely. A fun thing that I just saw on, uh, on Brooks baseball, that slider uh, since that date that you said May 8th until today, he's thrown that slider 121 times and uh, opponents are batting less than a hundred against it. He's going <laughs> to, Oh, I, I have to imagine there's got to be minimal extra base hits off of it. None. Yeah. Zero. Outstanding. Yeah, he's given up one extra base hit. It's off of the fastball. It's probably that that home run to Castellanos. Dude, Brooks. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Brooks baseball. I mean, you know, that's an OG, man. I mean, StatCast has really kind of led the way and they've, they've taken it and run with it. But Brooks baseball was doing this stuff years before StatCast was. And they still it's still a, a true track. Tremendous resource. Yeah. Oh, what do you got going on this week? You still uh, cramming for those? Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just studying. Still trying to uh, be uh, on time, but uh, <laughs> it's been good. It's, uh, it's real hot here now. It got up to 100, which is pretty miserable. Uh, but Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. This is my first full summer here, so I didn't really expect that. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. That's awesome. I'm sure Minnesota summers are probably gorgeous though, right? They are. They are, especially getting out on the lake. I had an opportunity to go visit a friend's lake house this weekend. It was awesome. Um, nice. Yeah. Get out on the boat. It was great. Um, I think it's a shame the Mets are going to miss. I'm trying to like, squeeze in whatever notes I have left. Um, it's a shame the Mets might miss. Well, they're definitely going to miss Jeremy Pena. I don't believe he's back for this series. He's on the IL. Um, but I believe Jordan Alvarez is still day-to-day. I'm not sure if he's on the IL or not, but I know he didn't play on Sunday night. Yeah, he's great. Great. Oh, my goodness. Uh, very fun. To, uh, I'm, I'm actually a little concerned that he might, if he's playing, you know, he has the ability to just, you know, take a whole series with him. Uh, he's uh, just a monster at the plate. I got to see him when they came to Minnesota. I, they really pumped the Twins when they came here, and he was just phenomenal. And he's not – like I think people think because of his body type that he's a butcher in the field because he DHs most of the time. He's not. He made a really excellent running catch yeah. on the warning track here, uh, and so he's a really good player. Really fun to watch. Such a beautiful swing, so smooth in all of his actions for being that size. Uh, and isn't that crazy to think that he could be a Dodger right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think his brother's still in their system. I want to say he's a pitcher. That system is un- unreal. Um, uh, you know who I, you know, who reminds me of Jordan? And we saw a bunch of them this weekend. Gerard and Canacion. Wow. Yeah. I mean, how about that debut? You can't ask for much better than that. And I, I don't know if you <laughs> thought afterwards, like he had lost his brother a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, and, but his cousin got to be there with him to, to watch his debut and coming out and making that type of performance, the, the throw, from right field to gun down Nito. And then um, 
the pitch, look, Seth Lugo took a lot of heat on Mets Twitter this week, uh, two days after he was just phenomenal against Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, and, and that pitch is not like a terrible pitch. A lot of guys are going to swing uh, over that. So uh, he went with it and the guy's got enough power um, and, and he's done it at every level. So um, good for him. Kudos to him. And yeah, I, that the Mets were able to pull out the series win today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's all you can really ask for. You're not going to go out and win every game, but I, I think I sold Gerard and Canacion's baseball cards about a month too early. He was raking at AAA last month. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm not sure how he's going to do a AAA. He, he kind of struggled there last year. I have I had two really really nice cards. One was a graded auto. One was a numbered auto. Sold them both. I'm knocking on and kicking myself. I probably should have held on to them till uh, right around this week. But <laughs> I still got some more stuff tucked away. Last week, uh, me and um me and Stover had a, a long conversation about Gerard, and yeah, of course, lo and behold, he he just raked. Good for him. I'm happy for him. I like the Marlins. I'm not ashamed to say it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I've been a big fan of Kim Ang for a long time, and I think she's a, a very, very capable and intelligent baseball person. So, um, I I've been interested to see what she's going to do with the team, and it feels like they have pieces. And uh, they were they were showing on the broadcast the things that they had turned that Marcelo Zuna trade into, yeah. and between Alcan- uh, Alcantara, and then they got Zach Gallen in that deal, who then they flipped for. Jazz Chisholm, who's probably one of the most exciting players in baseball right now. Uh, that's a really good deal. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and you know who's flying under the radar? I was talking a little bit about him on the last episode. Is Daniel Castrano. Uh, had a really, really nice start against, gosh, I want to say it was Atlanta or Washington last week. But really, had a, I th- I'm sorry. It was Philadelphia. And just dealt. Looked terrific. Um yeah, they they have just their their system is is packed with talent. Even their major league roster, they're they're underperforming, but there's a lot of talent there, man. Uh, you know, we could, I could go on about twenty nine other teams, but we only have so much time. Uh, Taryn, are we back this weekend? We're back next week. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward. We'll uh, at the All Star break. We will uh, take some time to talk about the rest of the league and and make sure that we have like a full reset going into the second half of the year. Oh, absolutely. I might even, we might even have a guest come in and kind of give us a kind of a divisional view and yeah, well, you know, we have some things in the works. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. All right, guys. I think that's all we got. Um, you know, the sign off it's let's fucking go Mets and we will see you next time. Peace.